Well, special guest today, Bert Kreischer, his on Wife of the Party. We're talking about our daughter going off to college, our trip to Italy. That was so awesome. We talk about that for a little bit. I don't know what else we talked about. Times in life when you struggle and how struggle makes you a better person or that's where you learn. So I don't know. It's a good conversation. As it always is with Bert, I think we have good conversations with each other. I just wish we had more of them. I feel like we only have conversations like this when we have a podcast. The rest of the time we're talking about who's picking up who from the bus stop. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode with Bert and me talking about life at the Kreischer house. Thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for all your emails. I read all of them. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, enjoy the episode with me and Bert. lay in there yeah and then they lower you nap yeah oh you can a hyperbolic nap are we rolling (laughs) are we rolling halston hyperbolic 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 chamber hyperbolic 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 chamber you just go in there and tell lies that's not what hyperbole is i know it's hyperbole is this desk looks good in here you think so? I think it's too long. No, it's perfect for putting your feet up. It's way too long. It's not long enough. I'd have it run into the next oh, room. Oh, come on. It's way too long. So what are we here to talk about on today's podcast, Leanne? I think we should talk about our trip to Italy and our impending... Don't. <laughs> I, was t- I was telling Tom about it in Two Bears. Our impending... Don't. Don't even say it. Move. <clears throat> to college. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time with that. You think so? Very. What do you think is going to be the hardest? Do you think it'll be, okay, do you think it'll be the it's day we leave? Know. No, it's, I'm not going to have a hard next time. next week? It's not going to be, I'm not going to have a hard time leaving, and I'm not going to have a hard time with the distance or not seeing her. I already don't see everybody. I'm actually kind of cool with not seeing you guys. Uh, we don't want to see you either, so see My, The thing that's always bothered me about having a daughter is wanting to do things for them, wanting life to be easy. Mm-hmm. When you know that the hardness, the toughness is what makes good people. Yes. The struggle is where the growth is. The fedora. Yeah, that's exactly right. The fedora. So tell the story of the fedora so people know what you're talking about. You're going to be okay. I guess I shouldn't drink tonight, huh? We have a 5 a.m. pickup. I'm pick not up. drinking tonight. We've got uh, we got a mega sleepover happening tonight. Yeah, 10 kids I don't know. How am I going to be comfortable enough to talk to them? I need a couple cocktails. You're actually not allowed. To talk to them? No, not okay. really. No. Uh, Georgia, when Georgia was in first grade, no third grade, it was second, second grade. second grade. Hyperbolic. She moved schools in second, well, 
she moved schools and I started kindergarten in second grade at our local elementary school. When Georgia was in second grade, we moved to a new neighborhood. We knew new, we knew no one. Mm-hmm. And she called me into her bedroom the first day of school. So remember, this is the heels of you were really hardcore daddy on duty because until we moved from that apartment to our house, I worked full time. So if you were out of town, I had a nanny when I was in my office. If you were in town, we sometimes had a nanny, sometimes not. And you were daddy on duty. So you were like Mr. Mom. Yeah. uh, Until Georgia was six and Isla was four, which is when we moved. Yeah. So So I was very plugged in. You were. I wasn't doing the road as much as. I ended up doing the road. I just, st- I think things started happening for me at yes, that time. That's right. I did one season of Birth to Conquer. Yep. But you were super plugged in. I was super plugged in. I was you a super plugged in. You three were really dad. connected. You three were a unit. Um, And then, first day of school, Georgia calls me into her room. And she has a fedora on. And she looks at me dead serious and goes, what do you think, daddy? And I went, I think it looks great. She goes, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, are you you thinking about wearing it to school? She was like, yeah, it looks great. And all I thought was don't. Don't. Don't be the kid that stands out. Don't be the kid that gives a reason for everyone to look at you. Right. Just slide in. Make a couple new friends. This from the guy who wore a Speedo. And lace up moccasins at that same age. Yeah, but I know, but I but I was I was ridiculed about it, but I didn't know. I was too dumb to know. Yeah. But you had no perspective <clears throat> that she might be too dumb to know if people ridiculed her about it. And her my story. dad, one day we went to the uh University Square Mall. And my this back when uh that was a mall people went to. People still go there, but not anyone that isn't a white walker. The uh <laughs> it's just homeless people there, I think now. It's oh. just I haven't been there forever. It's not fair for me to say. All I know is that when I was older, I went to University Square Mall to go shopping, and I was like, "This is not the same mall that I grew up in." Uh-huh. So uh, when I when I one day I went to University Square Mall with my dad, I was probably six years old, and I had my speedo on, and he said, "I got in the car," and he goes, "Do you want to go put some clothes on?" And I said, "No, I'm good. I'm gonna wear this." Yeah, speedo and moccasins, and he said, "I think you're gonna be uncomfortable." I said, "No, I'm actually really comfortable. I feel really good." He said, "No, I think." I think you'll notice that you're the only one wearing a Speedo and moccasins at the mall, and you're going to stand out. You don't just put on regular clothes. And I looked at him. I said, I'm fine, Dad. He went, okay. And that was my baptism into society. Yeah. That was when I realized there is a there is a tax for being different. There is a... There is a scarlet letter you can wear, and it was in the shape of a Speedo. People stared at me as I walked through the University Square Mall where the dolphin and the turtle were. Right, I'm not even joking. Where the knife shop was and the dolphin and the turtle over by Moss Brothers. And at that moment, we were right by Oshman's. I realized people were staring at me like kids were staring at me. Yeah. Everyone was staring at me. I was in, I was, I was also pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> And my dad looked at me and he said, do you want to get something to wear? And I said, yeah. And we went to Oshman's and he got me a sweatsuit. Not even like a good sweatsuit, but like a sweatsuit. Yeah. Tracksuit. Yeah. And I put it on with my moccasins and I walked around signing up for the law of the land. I signed up that day. I got rid of my individuality 
and I I bought the farm. I, I said I don't think that's entirely true. Well, it's not entirely Maybe true. you put your individuality in your back pocket for a minute, but I well, think it's, you it's whip the thing, it out it's the pretty thing. often. If we're going to talk. If we're going to talk. <laughs> if you wanted to, if you want a great podcast that comes full circle, then you'll just shut your mouth and let me talk. <laughs> oh, you mean this is a Burt cast? So, so, <laughs> so then here I am probably a little bit older than my dad was at the time. I'm my daughter now is six. And, uh, she's got the fedora on and she's, she's asking, honestly, what do you think, daddy? And I think she's beautiful. No front teeth. Seriously, dad, no front teeth, but the most honest face. I said, you look great. She said, I'm going to wear it to school. And I said, oh, you're going to wear it to school? And she goes, yeah. And then looked at me like to put put it back on me. You, you said it looks, it looks great. Dad, I'll be like the coolest kid at school. And my heart crushed. And I, and I tried my hardest to suppress my dad's advice to her of don't stand out. Don't. I just didn't say a word. And we got on our bikes. She gave me the fedora to ride her bike. She put her helmet on. I held on to the fedora. We rode our bikes onto campus, got in trouble. Some guy yelled at us. Yep, we got yelled at for riding bikes, yep. Rode our bikes onto campus, and uh, I was holding onto her fedora, and she's getting ready to go into first grade, getting in line. Second grade. Second grade. She was seven. And she looked at me in a panic and said, Dad, the hat. And I was like, motherfucker. So I gave her her fedora. She put it on. She looked at me and confidently walked into second grade. And then that day, we went, I, and, I, and the, this is what's going to bother me about college, is that feeling I had that day. I said, I didn't, I was angry at you. You're always angry at me when no, something ang- makes you emotional. You. Yeah, because I was like, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, that's what happened. I just wanted a little time. bit of pussy. That's all I wanted. <laughs> and now, here I am. Just all I wanted is to have sex with Leanne for the rest of my life. I wanted to have sex with Leanne. And now, here I am, a fucking mess riding my bike back home i was a fucking mess all because of that goddamn fedora i was a wreck that whole day uh-huh and then i came and picked her up she had a great day and she did i don't if i'm not mistaken she didn't even have the fedora on and her friend came out wearing the fedora she was like dad the fedora was a hit everyone i think you're right she she said everyone wanted to wear the fedora yeah and everyone took turns wearing the fedora and she made friends she was the cool that. new kid but that what i didn't what, what's what's going to be the problem for me is that is that is what that you is, don't think she'll put on the fedora I'm, or well, that you don't think my fear is is a number of things as they get older that she no longer will wear the fedora or she'll wear the fedora and Someone will say something to her, and and it'll shut her down. I'm, my fear is is putting them out in the world and then letting the world fuck with them. Yeah, and that's that's what scares me. Is like, is she gonna make any friends? I mean, I, is she gonna make any friends? Yes. Will boys like her? Will like? Yes. Will boys be nice to her? Will Sometimes. will someone try to drug her? Will someone like? Hope not. All these things that go. Will she try drugs? Will she fucking? Be responsible and say, I'm good. I'm not going to do cocaine because there might be fucking fentanyl in it. Like, these are all my fears. In my, or, or is she going to drink and drive? Is she going to drive too fast? Is she comfortable driving in the snow? Does she even know how to drive in the snow? Good thing she's not taking her car. She's so not taking her car. That's removed. But So that's, my, that's my, my biggest is not leaving her. I'm cool not being around you guys. 
I've been doing that my whole fucking life. Selfishly, we found out last night. <laughs> is that. Is that she's going to make bad decisions or bad choices or bad things will happen to her in her life. Yeah. And you need them. I got beat up in college. I. I did drugs in college. I got cheated on in college. I Well, you don't necessarily need them, but they are an opportunity to make a choice. If a bad thing happens to you, if you're carjacked and someone robbed your car, which you're not injured from that, somebody just took your car, you have the opportunity to view that in one way or the other. Yes, it sucks. Inarguably, that would suck. It also sucked to be date raped. It sucked to be beat up. Yes, those are terrible, tragic, and traumatic things. Yeah. But how you deal with that tragedy or hardship or struggle is what makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. So I don't wish any of those things on her at all. I don't. I have to have faith. I have faith that if she has something really hard happen to her, that she will find a way to manage it and cope with it and hopefully reach out for help for it. The thing is, you know, as we were saying earlier, and I don't think she would mind me saying sharing this, she's very upset today because all her friends have already left for college. Mm -hmm. She's home for a full month after her three core people have left. She has other friends, obviously, but uh, they've all left, too. There's only a handful of people left here. They've all started their lives, and she's sitting here and on she's pause. sitting on pause, and she's crying really bad today. And she told me, she said, I've been crying every day for a week. And I said to her, I'd be worried if you weren't crying, if that's how you really felt. If you really felt that sad and upset and you decided to eat it, to drink it out of your uh, perspective, to do drugs, to forget about it. This is all the to, stuff I do. To start hanging out with bad people just to hang out with people. But instead, you've decided to feel it. To feel it. Yeah. And when you feel it. it then you are in touch with who you are and the truth of who you are. And the minute you stop that shit, you're deciding to be disconnected from the truth of how you're feeling. And that's so unhealthy. I'm trying to remember stuff I want to talk about. So if she can keep in touch with how she feels, the likelihood that she would get into some trouble lessens. Doesn't mean it goes away, but it means it lessens. It means yeah. that she goes, you know what? I'm feeling nervous here. Where's my friend? You know what? This is not a good situation. I'm leaving. You know what? I know that street drugs are laced with fentanyl and, and horrible things. I'm not doing it. The minute you start running from the truth that you know, that you've learned and that you've been given from your family and your core people, the minute you start departing from that is when you really start getting into trouble. Mm -hmm. So doesn't mean she won't get into trouble. I'm not delusional. But the only thing you can hope for is the parenting that you did was good enough not perfect, but good enough that she has a good enough really head on her shoulders. You have done a ton of parenting. I'm so freaking tired of you saying that. It's exhausting. Well, I mean, oh, I take that back. It's you're like right. It's like victim right. talk. Yeah, you, no, it's not victim it talk. Is. Not, it's I not have victim no talk. I just feel, <laughs> shut up. You have done a ton of parenting and you've been a very good parent. You have not been perfect and neither have I. So. I haven't been perfect, and you know that. Oh, I know, yeah, I know. So I never claim to be perfect. I claim to be good enough. I am good enough. Yeah. And you're good enough, too. And if you do a good yeah. enough job, then you have to trust in that. And, yeah. and And know that if you did a good enough job for here, if they get into trouble, we're going to be there. We're not yeah. going to go, your problem sucks for you. The problem is 
the problem I've been having with raising daughters is that I can't, I, the society fucking shakes. Society set up to kill little girls. I had a bit about this a long time ago. Oh, yeah? and, I, and, I, and I tried to work it out and I kind of bailed on it because it, it didn't, it, it was almost like, it, it's not the kind of comic I am really. Maybe, maybe I could, be, maybe I could figure it out maybe next hour, but society set up to kill little girls society's up society set up to prolong little boys society rewards little boys and and keeps little boys it's 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 meant for little boys it, you always can see the little boy in a guy a little boy in a guy is always there if it's if it's i mean quite honestly lebron james has i mean he's uh, he's a bad example because he's such a volatile character everyone kind of hates him or loves him um Tom Brady, Tom Brady is still a little boy. Ultimately, he's playing a little boy's game, and for for big stakes. But he really is. A, I mean, like he is a little boy, and and when he does little boy stuff, they smile at it. Yeah. And 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 there's that old adage: boys will be boys, right? Yeah. Boys will be boys. So yeah. when Gary Hart gets on a boat a boat with a with a prostitute or whatever the Marla Maples was, whatever that lady was, we know boys will be boys. There's a girl guy who lifts a girl's shirt up. He's 28 years old. Oh, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. That's society set up for boys will be boys. I'm not complaining. I've 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 have an arrested development for my whole adult life. But with little girls, it murders them. It murders little girls. A little if if I said to Tim Dillon, who is just here, if I said we had a football and I go, hey, go deep, run a pattern, he would run a pattern immediately. He would run a pattern. That's how a boy works. Um, hey, you want to have a catch? Fuck yeah. It's immediately you go, you regress to being a little boy. If I say, hey, you're going to go play dolls? You're like, huh? Like when a woman has her period, it, it all of a sudden her, that little girl's murdered and she's now a woman. And she has the burden of being a woman, of boys looking at her, of men looking at her, of her developing. All of a sudden all her private parts are swelling and getting bigger and like – and. And that's what bums me out about having little girls is I loved, I loved having young daughters. I loved playing with them. I loved hanging with them and doing stupid stuff with them and going to the backyard. And then all of a sudden, one day that shit's over. Mm-hmm. One day they don't sit on your lap. One day they don't cuddle with you. One of the, one day they, you, they refuse to get into a bed with you. Refuse. Not just like, uh, that sounds creepy. So clarify. You mean like, all of us get in the same bed and watch TV. You yeah, don't mean yeah, like, no, hey, not baby. like, hey, Isla, come get in the bed. <laughs> no, but, but even like, even like, hey, it's a joke in our house, but like, we call it the cuddle dungeon. Yeah. But no one would get like, all the dogs could be in bed. If you're in bed, every girl gets in bed. Yeah. But if all the dogs are in bed and I'm in bed, they're like, ugh. They don't look at it. It's gross, and it stinks. It stinks. All of a sudden, you have these two little things that you loved more than anything in the world, and their view of you changes overnight. And and. But with boys, that doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. I still kiss my dad on the cheek. They would, My daughters would never kiss me on the cheek. Annie doesn't kiss my dad on the cheek. Cotty doesn't kiss my dad on the cheek. I still kiss my dad on the cheek. The, there's, and it, it it's the thing that I've had the hardest time with is them. It's what your relationship has to transition into simply because of their gender. Because of their gender and because yeah. of what society deems for, for years and years and years, society 
has made it so that that gender women uh have to kill the little girl well i think it's a bit more i think it is that and also the way that we are today i think young uh women i don't know this is going to sound really bad but i think culturally sometimes the messaging about boys to girls is they're subpar they're stupid the messaging to, oh i know what you're talking See what about I, mean? I know what you're talking about like, the, i talked about this a little bit on two bears like the me too the war on boys it, exactly where it's they're not he's just stupid no he's not stupid He's just a boy yeah. and he comes at the world as a boy and boys are linear, simpler, cleaner thinkers. They don't complicate things with a lot of like a dramas woman, and what is a girl never sees a penis and goes, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? A girl sees a penis like Ugh, gross. A guy sees a boy sees tits and he is all of a sudden he, he is like heart racing, palm sweaty, mom spaghetti like he is like. Like and and it's it's weird, but it's like you know I, I tried to talk about it a little bit on Two Bears with Tom, but it is crazy that I mean it's sad. It is sad. It breaks my heart for these girls because I think they are shortchanging themselves. The gender has been demonized. I agree, and maybe rightfully so. Maybe boys have done. Boys have not been cool throughout history. No, they have not. Men have committed the vast majority of atrocities atrocities white men but men yeah. in general yeah you're right and it makes sense but you know the thing what you're saying makes sense but i don't know i think that boys or young men these days really have a hard maybe knock of it. maybe i'm playing devil's advocate because i know we've talked about this i know that but playing devil's advocate maybe that's okay maybe I think some of it's okay, but not all of it. So to me, what happens in this generation in general, sometimes you're either with me or against me. How about this? Instead of just saying we're different and that's okay. This? Yeah. So do you think with all the work the Me Too movement has done, mm -hmm. let's say it's awareness. Let's use the word awareness. Okay. Do you think it's, it's going to, do you think all that talk actually is going to stop some date rapes do you think there's boys that would have raped a girl that now are like hey wait i know she's passed out and you know what's really interesting about that because i have just I finished numbers have gone down they have not i just went to this college orientation for georgia and sadly they have not gone down they have not changed they have changed significantly since the 80s i bet in 2020 they were down but no one was in school yeah i know but but they haven't gone basically the statistic i was giving at this given at this orientation is that one in four women in college will experience some form of sexual assault oh well that's i mean that's kind of broad sexual assault well, no, the no, word no. Assault some sort, some is sort of a sexual assault is word. not just a full blown, not just date rape. rape. No, but assault is a strong word to me. I mean, I think that's, not like a guy kissed me and I didn't want him to. To me, I think that's probably I bet in, that's in assault. I bet that's yes, it, in it. but I don't know. But so the further point I was trying to make was that I think that the scope of what is inappropriate and is egregious has broadened. Like when we were in college. 
and you walked up to me at a party and kissed me and I didn't want it, I would not have called it assault. Well, I, I wonder if I mean? they I wonder if they use that as assault. I bet I mean I I, I wonder, but yeah. But did but you it, see my point? Yeah. My point is like, you know We had a buddy who just at a certain hour would try to kiss any girl. And if any girl kissed yeah. him back, he was like, Great, I'm hooking up. He, 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 yeah. I don't know about the great I'm hooking up part. But I mean like they, there was a theory when I was in college that I was not a part of because I primarily had a girlfriend throughout college, one of two. Um, but there was a, it was a numbers game. It's a numbers game. You just got to hit on as many chicks as possible. Put yourself out there. Who gives a fuck? That was my, all my friends, MO, all my friends that didn't have girlfriends. Just, it's a numbers game. Just try to kiss as many chicks as possible. One of them's going to kiss you back and then possibly she'll fuck you. It's a numbers game. That's so gross and so weird. Well, I, I mean. So maybe that is why girls are like, Ugh, because if that's, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I think that. The word consent is an important word, and it's a confusing word for, I think, young people. Uh, because I think if you're a boy who has noble intentions, it's really awkward to be really into a chick and go, okay, if I kiss you, I mean, okay, if I, like, hug you. I'd rather that okay, than trying I... to kiss someone out of the blue. This is the worst fucking thing in the world is just trying to kiss someone. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I hate it. I would, I would love if that was the rule and you had to be like, okay, this is stupid, but can I kiss you? It's well, like it I takes a lot rule. of kind of romance and spontaneity out of it because, you know, I only had one incident that was really horrible. The rest of the incident, I, I, don't, I don't really remember any kind of assaulty. I said that to Tom. I was creepy like, shit. I was like, I, you know, and, and I don't think maybe this is fair for me to say, but it is true. I have to be honest with my experience. Yeah. I never once heard of anyone doing anything. Like, and you'd think that that a sketchy story would show up here or there. Yeah. Like someone would it admit would become... something that they didn't realize they were admitting. I never once yeah. heard of anything other than. Uh, well, I knew one other girl in my sorority who this who w was also date raped actually around the same time I was by a fraternity guy, and she um, had a very difficult time with it. And I think I'm not I may be misspeaking, but I think she ended up going to the authorities about it. And then that was too hard for her. It was just too hard for her. Well, that's one so of the things stopped, that I, that's one of the things of I, the, my whole sorority is the only two. I know of, and I can't really associate two's a good number. We'd like it to be zero, but I definitely want it to be zero. I'd rather it be zero. I wish, I wish there was a way, you know, I, I, there was a time when, uh, me and that, uh, woman, Anahid Alani, you remember her? Anahid? Not really. Uh, I can explain her to you, but you'll, you'll get it in a second. But, uh, we were friends and we were, uh, we had talked about doing, something good for boys like going and talking to high school oh, boys. yes yes i remember now. so it's like it's like if you want to deal with forest fires you know well that's a bad example forest fires are, and rape or <laughs> but it'd be like if you want to deal with drinking and driving you cut it cut it off the bars you know like yeah. get it get in front of it and i thought i thought i would be a good conduit to boys to to talk to them and explain super simple it's by the way it's it it was always pretty simple for me, but also, having said that, you know it. How was it simple for you? Uh, I this isn't gonna make it. This isn't. 
this isn't the road I want to go down. It's not. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound bizarre. Like I'm so bad at sex. Yeah. That like maybe I I, I every I don't time think you're bad at sex. I think you're so not confident. I'm just in fast. Yourself. I'm fast. You're very speedy. Yes. You're and expedient. So, and you're so expedient. I here's the deal. Here's yeah. the reason this is very easy for me. This sex isn't something I wanted to share with a stranger. Yeah. I wanted to share it with someone who I trusted. Yeah. And so I I don't think it's I don't, too vulnerable for you for whatever reason. So yeah. So I guess maybe dudes who sexually assault aren't that vulnerable. I would guess. Probably not. But like I, there are there are girls who probably wonder why I didn't have sex with them. I'm certain there are girls that I that are like, I wonder why we didn't have sex, and and it's because I was so vulnerable. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to show them something. Say we were hooking up over for like for like a, a couple weeks. I didn't still trust them. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to do this with them. And 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 in a weird way, I also, you know, there's a, I can think of just one right off the top of my head, uh, chick that I knew that I was like, I didn't think it was fair to have sex with people you didn't love. Yeah. I just was like, because then you're telling them if you do that, then you, if you, I felt like if you had sex, you're telling someone you loved them. Right. This is how I show you that I love you. Right. So I remember if I dated a girl, there's two girls I can think of right off the top of my head that I didn't have sex with because I didn't want to mislead them. Right. One, I was I was getting ready to go to college, and one, uh, it was over the summer. But you just said yourself you knew guys who just kissed and kissed and kissed until someone kissed back. Yeah. So clearly their currency with sex was different than I yours. I knew guys that fucked, yeah, like a lot, everyone fucked. I just... You just didn't? Well, I didn't. I, well, I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend for the majority of the time. But I, and even having a girlfriend, I, I definitely cheated. But I like, I definitely never had sex. Like, it just wasn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. I don't know how we got on this conversation. I don't either. We were talking about your fears and how your feelings when Georgia oh, goes we just, to oh, college. You don't want her to get hurt. And we somehow we, we got off got on, on this. Got on to rape. Everything leads to rape. <laughs> well, if that's not a t-shirt i don't know what is everything leads to rape no I, I i think my biggest concern is i i lose them at times and then i yeah. just want to draw them back in yeah and, and i see them try and, and you know you know your kids very well and you see them try to do big girl stuff yeah and you see them trying on personalities yeah and then you're like you want to just go hey don't do that that's not who I you are no i feel that way very much too where you just Sometimes I wish I could download some of my wisdom. You know what I mean? Wisdom comes from experience and from living. Mm -hmm. And you can't be wise at 18. Mm -hmm. You haven't been on the planet long mm -hmm. enough. But some of the time I just go, I wish I could just like download this one chunk. And that chunk would be who you are is enough. You don't have to be anything other than who you are. Well, who you are is enough. Who I am and is not if enough. If you can walk on campus knowing, really believing that, but that's that would be an anomaly because there are people like that. There are people. I, I'll tell you right now, and I, I mean, I this, don't agree or disagree, but Segura <laughs> has always felt like he's enough. He does not give a fuck about anyone. He has never tried to be anyone other than exactly who he is. Whereas I definitely. I've never felt like I'm enough, so I, I put on. I make sure you're having a good time. I, I throw on some personality, a little razzle-dazzle to get you going. And so there are people that feel that way, and, and some of them are quiet. 
maybe maybe it's in their head i don't know but like yeah i I want you know that's why when transitioning into our italy trip that was why that day was so special to me is i got to i got to go into a time machine for a minute yeah and see i I think i've come to the realization I, i like my daughters more when they're scared oh my god like when they're terrified when they need you yeah yeah, you me. like to be needed. I like to be needed. That's always been a complaint you've had with me, too, is that you don't feel like sometimes I don't need you. You don't need me at all. Um, I do need you. I just, uh, I can't have you, so I've figured out ways to work around it. So, I don't know. They need yeah. you. They need you in a very different way. You know why? You and I are very different parents. And we're very the same in some ways, yeah. but we're really, really different. So, sometimes they need to talk to you. Because as we all know, sometimes I'm a little too honest and straightforward sometimes. And sometimes you're a little too honest and straightforward, depending on the situation. Honest and straightforward. Yes, you are. You're very honest and straightforward last night. We were oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was so pretty honest. It just depends. It just depends on the situation. So being a person who grew up with two parents not in the same household, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to ha- to to have that scenario. So to have two parents in the same household, that in and of itself is a is a super big win because we love each other. We have a good relationship. And we I think most of the time are on the same page as a parent. Yeah. And for them to see that, then you're 50% of the parenting even if you're not here. Yeah. Because you're represented when, by me when you are here. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've gotten much better about saying we need to ask dad about that. Let's uh, make a decision. Yeah, have, I have. You have. You have. I have. Well, that's what you asked me to do. Yeah. So I have gotten much better about making sure that you're included in stuff so that they know that you and I are together in our parenting. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to miss Georgia a lot. A lot. And. I'm so happy for her. I I want her to, I worry about her anxiety. I worry about her managing her anxiety in a healthy way. Anxiety is natural and normal. And it's something every person on the planet deals with. Some people have more anxiety and more intense anxiety than others. Those people have disorders or just something that's a little more extreme than normal. And she definitely has anxiety stuff. And yeah. I worry about that because I want her to manage it in a healthy way, not manage it by, you know. Smoking dope. Yeah. I mean, smoke Eating dope to have fun. Bars. But don't smoke dope to not feel. You know, those are two different things. Smoke dope to have fun. I'm cool with that because you smoke dope to have fun. Yeah. You don't smoke dope. Because you can't manage yourself unless you're in some kind of massively anxiety place. No, no, I actually. No, you don't ever a, smoke dope for that, a, right? Marijuana so, is a different drug for me. I do that. Like I smoked at your birthday party because I wanted to dance. Because it was fun. You didn't. It didn't work. I, <laughs> you did not dance harder. I danced harder. No, you did. I did more. I danced more creatively. Perhaps I did a podcast. But I didn't see a lot of creativity in your dance. Moves. I did a podcast with Ryan Sickler, and we smoked some dope. Mm-hmm. And I giggled. I grew giggled. But that's why you should do that. That's why you should drink too. Mm-hmm. It's not to escape. Would you go to Val Surf and pick up a couple bathing suits for me? Georgia's going to get yarn for her flight. Let me call her. Yeah, she's um she's crocheting again. 
They're all good. That should help with her anxiety. It should. Crocheting yeah. is very good for your anxiety. I guess we're taking a text break. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let it. Hey, are you already at Joanne's? No. Are you leaving? In a minute, yeah. Hey, would you, would you stop by Val Surf if I told them to grab like a couple bathing suits? Would you just stop by and pay for them and pick them up? Uh, yeah. You sure? They're closed. Well, yeah, if you want. They're closed? They're closed. Yeah. Fuck. They probably closed at six. All right. I love you. Love you. You sure Val Surf is closed? I just looked it up. Val Surf, Riverside Drive, closed. Sorry. Sorry. Val Surf is closed. 6 p.m. Um, you know, I knew who I was going into college. You're lucky. But I figured out who I was in college. Exactly. Like I, I, I was, I was, I was an open book. I was like, a, I was a raw nerve going into college, and I was confident in being different. I had long hair, and when I pledged to fraternity, they, they, that was they hated having long-haired dudes. But I had long hair, uh, and and uh, I ended up, I ended up kind of figuring out what I, I know I figured out what I wanted to do but it would be interesting I would love to go back I, I, I was really not an insightful person back then uh I don't know a lot of 18 year olds who are super insightful I don't think I had much anxiety back then either I don't think you did either you know what's interesting about you and your memories is sometimes you think who you are today is who you were back in time oh it's not when did I start getting anxiety I mean, I've always had anxiety attacks since I was a little kid. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't think I got, I don't, I don't think I had anxiety in college at all. I don't I'll remember. tell you when your anxiety got worse. When? When you worked for Travel Channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. A lot of things in your chemical makeup shifted from being afraid of dying every two days. It was Travel Channel. You're right. Yeah. You're totally right. It was PTSD. It was your PTSD. And anxiety, you had all this intensity with no recovery, and your anxiety has never been the same. It's like your pot boiled. And, you know, even when you turn the, the temperature off, the pot stays hot. So since you have something that gives you a little anxiety. That's you, a really great analogy. That's why. That's why. Turn it back on. You boil again like that. Yeah. It's because you've never been able to let your pot cool all the way down. Your pot was pretty cool when we were first together. It was pretty cool. And you would have these flare-ups from time to time, but was, then it would cool back Xanax down. You were eating a lot of Xanax for a very small period of time before yeah. Travel Channel. In the, how many years were we together before Travel Channel? Six, eight years? No. Yeah. Isla was, Georgia was six when you started? Or I was 30, I turned 37 when I started Travel Channel. Okay, so we started dating when you were 29. 29. So yeah. we were together for a long time. And you didn't have any anxiety, really. It was there, but it wasn't like when Travel Channel happened. Travel Channel, I felt like I was in an alternate universe. <laughs> the whole time I was like, I remember having thoughts in my head going, what is actually going on here? Like, what is actually happening here? I, and how am I supposed to Boy. manage this? Like, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, we had that moment in Yosemite when... We came back and I said, actually, this is out of my depth. I can no longer 
do this. I don't, I'm not a professional Mm -hmm. because you had been in this state of intense, high anxiety for so many years. And I was used to the before the travel channel thinking that was going to come back where you have a moment and then you calm back down and have a moment and then you'd be fine for a long time. And that never came back. And so that's when I was like, you've got to get some therapy uh, because I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Not that I was going to leave or anything like that. I just was like, I am completely helpless. I have no idea how to help this person. And I'm suffering now because that argument we had in Yosemite, I was like, I don't deserve that. And that wasn't actually real. That was a make-believe thing happening that was caused by anxiety and pain medication from falling off a waterfall. And I kept going, I this isn't fair for me anymore now. Like, I can't get him back down so that I can have an honest relationship. So we've got to do something. And then yeah. you got into therapy and you got a lot of help in the beginning from, I think it helped you a lot to yeah. get at least the PTSD piece kind of calm down. Now your anxiety is so much better now than it was when you were on travel channel, but it is still far worse than it was before travel channel. So I don't know how you get that brain, that boiling pot that never cooled completely cools well, I down. I haven't stopped to cook. Well, no, that's very true. You haven't stopped. You haven't had a lot of recovery. Although this summer you did have some barely, I barely, I ended up working more than I thought I would. Yeah, it was a full tilt summer. Yeah, and it's, and, you know, we did, it's, yeah, I, I worked more than I thought I would. I got healthier than I, Yeah. I, w- I wanted to get a little healthier, yeah. but I got healthier than I thought I would. I down to. You did a great job. In the 240s, finally. Yeah, totally. finally. You look great. You worked really hard I feel on your good. health I and wish well-being. I, could, I really do, um, I wish I could commit to a thought when about drinking what does that like, mean like so like last night it's so interesting i, I there's i'm i know that there's got to be someone that understands this thought uh-huh. but like last night perfect example i wanted to drink last night but i did not want to drink last night uh-huh. that was where my head was i want to get a cocktail i do not want a cocktail but i want a cocktail because i i would love <laughs> to have a drink and relax with my family <laughs> But I do not want a cocktail because I don't need a cocktail to drink and relax with my family. Mm-hmm. I want to get a drink because I'm I've had a long day. It's been a stressful fucking day. Yesterday it's been was a, a crazy rough, week. It's been all a really week crazy long. day with just business. All stuff. week. Yeah. Has been this and, week and, has and, been and a lot of emotion. It's been of yeah. a lot of emotion. Yes. This week's been a doozy. And uh and I wanted to drink to decompress, but I didn't want to drink because I wanted good recovery so I could work out. I wanted to lose weight. But I, but I wanted a drink, but I, I didn't got it. Want a I drink. got it. it goes, You've explained it. I got it. I don't want one. I don't. I don't want one. I don't. But it it goes. It's it's uh it's going back and forth that makes me a little crazy. I remember the first sober October we did, the very first one, I was in D.C. and I said, I was at the comedy club, and I I said, uh, well I can drink up until midnight, and I was like, don't drink up until midnight because you're not going to want to stop at midnight. You're not going to want to stop at midnight. You're going to want to have a drink after that. And then I was like, man, and I literally was in the shower before I was going to the club. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just do L.A. time because they're all doing L.A. time. And I'm on East Coast time. And I'm really going to be doing L.A. time when I start drinking. So why don't I just go ahead and start drinking? I'll drink until 3 a.m. 3 a.m. And then I go, no, wait, don't drink it all. Don't drink it all. 
But if I do drink, I can go to 3 a.m. No, but if I do drink, I should go to midnight. You know what? That's why I shouldn't drink. I do that all the time. And then finally, I just uh, I just didn't drink. I just didn't drink. And I went to bed and I woke up and I was actually totally fine. And I went and got on my plane to fly home for the first sober October. And I flew home. And the, my favorite thing in the world, in the world, is not a drink at an airport, oddly enough, which everyone would think. My favorite drink thing in the world is having not drank on an airplane and getting a coffee. <sighs> Those coffees are so good. It's the best coffee you'll ever have in your life. Oh, my gosh. You just get off the plane. So and why don't you just do that all the time? It's so funny. We have such a different brain. I think to myself, it's really not that deep. All this ruminating you go through about do I, don't I, do I, don't I. It's not why. Just make a choice. And guess what? If you change your mind, okay. Why does it have to be so freaking torturous? Uh, and, and that's what my brain does is I go, do it. Okay, then don't do it. Okay, have one drink and change your mind. Okay, let me have one had, drink and then you change your mind. I've had one it's, drink and change my mind. It's really not that deep. Maybe you're giving it more power than it deserves. I remember telling, you remember that. Did you name, hear what I just said? Yep. What did I say? Maybe you're just giving it more power than it deserves. Yeah, that's it. Um, I remember... No comment on that. So I'm not giving it power. I'm powerless. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of on the fence about like I want to be like, especially like tonight, right? I would love my last night at home for a while. I would love to open a bottle of wine with you, sit on the back deck, watch the sunset, have a cigar. <sighs> I mean, that's the American dream. That's why you work as hard as you do. That's why you get up early. That's why you work out. That's why you eat good. You do it all so that at the end of your day, you get to have a glass of wine with your wife, have a cigar, and maybe not even say a word. That's why you build decks. That's why they build docks. That's why sun, the sun sets. The sun sets only so married couples like <laughs> me and you can sit. <laughs> That's it. You look prettiest in a sunset. You look so pretty in a sunset. because you can't see me clearly. I know. And, that, and I think <laughs> that, and I, I wonder, like, I wonder, like, uh, Sober couples. I know a sober couple. Joe List and his wife are both sober. Yeah. And uh, and so is Rosebud and her husband. They're both sober. Yeah. And I see them do stuff and I go, so wait, how do you end your day? And it's just, I guess it's just like, go take showers, go to dinner, and then let's go to bed. Why can't you do the exact same scenario with a non-alcoholic drink? Well, you, you started introducing me to those. Yeah. Was- you just have to put it in the right glass, right? It's the yeah. same theory you had about the vehicle for water. What's the delivery service for water? Uh, you put it in a beer. You put it in a fucking tall boy. Exactly. And I can murder and it. And I can murder it. Well, if you put a soda, a sparkling water with lime, a flavored sparkling water in a wine glass or in a cocktail glass or in a big, I like mine in like a goblet. I feel like I am a grown up gone to town. Crushed ice. It's with amazing. a little bit of a lemonade. It's really the same. I'd actually prefer it sometimes to a glass of wine because it's more refreshing and I sleep better. I remember telling someone, I wish Sorry. I could get a root beer. I'd love to just rather have a root beer. I have root beer in the fridge. I know. Well, I don't think anymore. I think I've been murdering. No, them. no, they're upstairs in the theater. I filled the theater with soda. In anticipation for a mega girl sleepover this evening. Hey, should we order pizzas? They want to do green apple Chinese food. Cool. That's been the request is Chinese food. Um, so 
My best vacation I ever had in Hawaii. In Hawaii? Yeah. Is it about to happen? No, no. I think I already had it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. So that one that one trip I didn't drink. Oh yeah? Do you remember that? You're like, no booze this trip. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And I went at the Olani. Yeah, and we were and we were at the airport and you went, Hey, no, we were on the airplane. And you were and I was like, I think I'm gonna order a drink and you go, No booze this trip. And I went, What? And you go, No booze this flight. If you want to get a drink when we get there, that's fine, but no booze this flight. So I was like, Okay. I go, What do I do? And you're like, take a Xanax for the flight. I took a Xanax for the flight and I passed out and I slept amazing. And I woke up and I was like, hey, I'm st- stone sober. Yeah. And I remember we rented a car. We yeah. never rented cars. We did. We rented a car because I was stone sober. And Georgia and I talk, w- took walks every morning. Yeah. And I, the only part that sucked was the luau. Because yeah. the luau wasn't the fanciest luau we'd ever been to. It no. was kind of like a cheap luau. It was not the fanciest. And, no. and, uh, and, <laughs> It was a Costco Lua. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, ugh. I was like, this is what life is. No sparkle, no razzle dazzle, oh, no, geez. no, just, just, just sitting here with other fucking white people just staring at the, the islanders like fucking colonizers. Uh, and then, and then that woman started nodding out from pills. Do you remember that? Uh huh. I do. And I went, thank God I'm not on drugs and alcohol. All right. And we went home. We had a great fucking trip that yeah, trip. Yeah, that was great. We had a great you trip. You don't need alcohol to have a good time. We don't. You don't. Sometimes it just is the appropriate way to have a better time. But not all the time. Like when you go to see live music, I love to have a drink when you see live yeah. music. I love to have a drink at a dance party. Not that I need to drink to dance. I mean, we just had a birthday party for me and I had two drinks the whole night. And the whole night I had two drinks and I, you know, you don't need it to have a good time, but sometimes it is fun to get loose and loopy. If I got loose and loopy all the time, I think it would be less fun. No, it's not. It would be for me. No, it's not. It would be for me. It's not. But I'm not. My favorite you. thing. My favorite, my favorite time to drink. Yeah. I miss it. I don't have it anymore. Oh, it's yeah. gone. It's gone forever. What is it? Uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Oh, I miss this. There's only about nine people in the world, maybe, that know this feeling. Sunday night at a comedy club. Uh, you just did a show. You had a few beers, and they're sending you back to your hotel room. And you say, can I get some beers for my room? And they go, yeah, what do you want? And you're Heineken. And they go, six. I go, six would be cool. If maybe like eight would be better is just to have. And they're like, yeah, here, I'll give you 12. And you take them back to your room, and you just sit in your room by yourself, organizing your bag drinking heinekens listening to music watching maybe the last football game or 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 that's the it's the funnest i miss that so much it was it was such a like you you, and then you you lay out your cash you count your cash i miss i miss the clubs i mean obviously I, i i'm very 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 grateful to be performing in the venues i am but the clubs were such a great time in my life yeah they were it was and you i um there was a period of time that if I could go back, you know, Tim Dillon said something to me today. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to frame this. I want to fucking, I want this tattooed on my arm. He said, right now. You want it tattooed on your tattooed arm? Tattooed on my arm. Uh-huh. He said, right now, you're in your best slice of life you'll ever have. You're healthy. You're still drinking. No one said to stop. You got the you got the house, the families, everyone's alive. Your parents are alive. 
you're making more money than you've ever made. You're performing the best shows you've ever done in the biggest venues you've ever done. It just, this is the best time. Yeah. Why aren't you celebrating it? And I was like, yeah, like the, the truth is this is the best time. I wake up sometimes depressed and I, I think that's so fucked up now because I go, no, no, no. This is the best time. I have no blockage in my arteries. My heart's completely healthy. My, my widow maker in here, the John Ritter thing, totally fine. My, my cholesterol's good. My liver enzymes are fine. I'm working out. I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best comedy I've ever done in my life in the biggest venues I've ever performed. I'm in love with my wife. My kids are healthy. My kids are happy. My daughter's going to college. The only thing that bums me out is I'm losing George, but this is the best time of my fucking life. When I'm 70, I'll look back to this moment and go, whoo, that was a fucking time. I look back at a lot of things and look back and go, that was fucking great. Like I look back, remember I was telling you today, the other day, last night, I was like, the day I fell off that flutog and the flutog in Philly, I was shitting blood or blood was coming out of my ass. He took me to the doctor. He gave me a rectal exam, told me my blood pressure was high. And I and I stopped drinking for a period of time. And I was hanging out with the girls you were working. I took them to the park. I think of that day all the time. Yeah. Took them to the park in Georgia. Kept fucking railing me with softballs. Just, it was, we were playing wiffle ball. And just, and Isla's fucking running around like a lunatic behind me. I think of that. I remember, I think of that a lot as a great time in my life. Yeah. That was a great time when our kids were younger. And it was a great time we moved to this neighborhood and made all these friends and ha- made all these it was the best great time of memories my life. with these four families with the campers. I used to think high school was the best time of my life. We had some great times in high school. I had a great time in high school, too. Had some good times in college. I had some great times. I did college better than anyone could have ever done college. Yeah, you did. I did college better than anyone could have ever done college. I got number voted the number one party animal in the country. I spent seven years there, roughly. I had the best time. So I got what's the worst I got time I got of your life? Gonna stand up. Will Smith discovered me six months doing it. Loved it. Even when I was at my lowest in my career, I was happiest in my life. I remember, do you remember I remember I told you this? Um I was I I when I worked at for FX and I was doing the X show, right when I moved out to LA, I was doing this show called the X Show. I, I was I I've said this a number of times. I foolishly thought I was a millionaire. I didn't do the math right. Me and Eddie Fernandez were in my car. We were over on Franklin and uh, Franklin and like Vine and and I got the call. They're like, you're going to make $5,000 a week. And Eddie, I just didn't do the math. And Eddie looked at me and goes, you're a millionaire. And I went, I'm a millionaire. I didn't do the math. Uh-huh. I, I, thought, I thought I was a millionaire. When... I was driving down Franklin again one morning in a Jason Williams jersey, listening to Ja Rule in my black and tan Eddie Bauer expedition. Yeah. I loved that car. Specific, man. And I remember thinking, I was driving to work. It was cool. You know, there's, there's winter mornings in L.A. that it's, it's cold. Yeah. I remember thinking, I thought this would be, I thought this would be more. I thought this would be better. I have money. I'm a millionaire. Not really, but I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I think I'm a millionaire. I, I thought I was a millionaire. I believe that I'm I had a, a TV show. I was like, I thought, I thought this would feel better. I remember going like, huh, that's odd. I remember just being like, this doesn't, this lacks something. It's just like a, okay. And then cut to 
We are broke as fuck. I am, we're living in Detroit on the first floor. Detroit is a street, not the city. We're living on, De- on Detroit, 435 Detroit Street, 435 South Detroit Street. Yes. Apartment 109. That was our first apartment. We're living in apartment 109. And, uh, and I was skateboarding back with a gallon of milk and a tall boy Foster's. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and we're broke. We have just Georgia. Maybe we just had Isla. No, we had, we moved upstairs when Georgia was 10 months old. But regardless, whatever the time was, I wasn't headlining and we were broke as fuck. And I remember thinking, this is the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I've never been this happy. And I had no fucking career. Can you believe we had kids? I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Isn't it bizarre? Do you ever think back and go, what were we thinking? (laughs) You know what? Can I tell you? Can I tell you the one thing? Yeah. That I, I wonder if enough people, I wonder if other people think this. I didn't really put too much thought into the person I was having kids with other than I knew I loved you. Uh huh. Like I didn't go like. You didn't think about me as a parent. I didn't think about you as a business partner. Oh. I didn't think of you as, as a life partner. I didn't think of you as a friend, like a person I'll be spending time in a car with to go get IVs and get our hormone panels done. I didn't think of you as anything other than, boy, I love this chick. She makes me giggle. I like the way her brain works, and I spent I like spending time with her. I didn't think like. Man, I, I hope I look into her eyes when I die. <laughs> I hope those are the eyes I see when I when I die. I mean, I hope I never thought like well, she'd be an excellent nurse. I can't wait to <laughs> I can't like wait that? to spend time with her family for the rest of my life. I never thought like that far into it. I just kind of thought, yeah. Yeah. She, she gets me. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, just, this I didn't one. like I I didn't I didn't really thoughtfully like i've thought i've done more research on cars than i did on you like i've I, like my last my car i have should right I now be flattered or offended i'm not sure i think you should be flattered should i be flattered well, like, no, oh, take no. this one she likes me i'm happier with you than i've been with any of my cars <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> then with any of your cars yeah if you're still i don't around. think that that is actually true i i think you definitely love your cars. i definitely did more research on my current car Yes, you did. Then you did on me. I did more research. I'm not even joking, and you know this is a fact. I did more research on bull mastiffs yes. than I did on you. So what kind of research could you have possibly done on me? You don't mean research. You mean, like, thoughtfulness about future. Like, you were a gut instinct. You were like, okay. you were like, uh, oh, yeah. Like, not just, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I didn't like sit and go. Because I did. You know, I, know I you did. did. And I went, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not doing this. And then no. Christina Rumbly went, oh, you're done. You're totally doing this. So just give it up and let's go see, watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> so I had a big panic attack going, I cannot live with someone who is this messy. I cannot live with a slob. I cannot, I cannot be married to a comic. We're going to be broke for the rest of our lives. Am I willing to work this apartment job for the rest of my life because he ain't getting a day job. I'm the one. Today, when we were in bed and we were being sexual, (laughs) is there a part of you that goes, like, I got got done and we we wrapped it up and whatever happened. And I went into the bathroom and I put my, I had a towel in my hand and I put my hands on the thing 
And I looked down and I just saw my gut yeah. blocking my dick. And I thought, there's no way that this is attractive to her. Like, this has got to be, like, there's no way that when she was like a kid, she was like, I hope I got a big, fat, gutted, small dicked, bad breath. <laughs> I'm looking morning. for a bear. I'm looking for a fucking. I need a bear. Uh, like a, what? What? What you would imagine a portly politician looks like? No, but isn't that what you're supposed to do? Really, is you're supposed to fall in love with who someone is as a total package, not just their body. Oh. Yeah, you are. So if I let me tell you something, lady. <sighs> what? Uh, was it yesterday? Were you wearing jeans yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I I I I saw your ass in those jeans and I was like, thank God she still got it. <laughs> That's because I work out my ass all the time. I feel like it's just getting bigger. It is bigger. It is. Well, no, I like <laughs> Thanks, it though. Babe. I like it. I like it. It's just. I was getting never an ass guy and bigger until you. And bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, oh, it's out of my control to an extent. Um, I don't know. It would be really bad if if our relationship were based mostly on on what you look like physically or what I look like physically because I got wrinkles, I got saggy places, yeah, I got I tried to fix that bellies, I got booties. Shot it down. She's like, you does got your wife belly need filler? I was like, small, I don't know. You tell her. Uh, oh, shut up. Um You know what I mean? I think I, I think a healthy relationship is is full. It it kind of covers almost all your nooks and crannies and if you do that if if you have a full relationship that's honest and um real then i think that means less not that it means nothing but that it means less you know what i mean if you were lacking a connection uh intellectual connection a personal connection with me uh then maybe it would matter more i stopped watching I've porn aged. i stopped watching porn yeah yeah, because I was like, I was, I was feeling a disconnect. We talked about this on Two Bears too. Um, Tom and I both talked about porn. And the next Two Bears you see with me and Tom, this the whole thing is almost all about us talking about porn because I just was. I'm not going to tell you what I was watching because I think it would bother you. But like, it was just, it's just something you've never heard of that you'd be like, huh? Yeah. What? Say do what? Uh -huh. Do huh? Huh? Say what? Shut up. Shit! I ain't never. What? Shut your mouth, dude. Get get y'all. So um. But I I I was like, that's not what I have. That's not what I do. I don't even know why I'm watching it. I wouldn't even let someone do that to me. But I'm not. And I, and I was like, Why am I here? Why am I watching this? Like, what am I doing? What am yeah. I doing? Yeah. And then I said to Tom, I was like, I thought they were a couple. And he's like, uh, they're not a couple. That's a prostitute. And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, who, what guy lets a woman do that to him? And. Okay. So anyway, you already had this conversation with Tom. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Save it for two bears. Yeah. Save it for two bears. Um, so to answer your question, I am attracted to you. My libido might be a little different because what I'm. What do you mean? Like my <laughs> my sex drive in general is different, I think, because of my I, it just is my age, my hormones. Your Did hormones, you, if you, if they scientifically, said you could, if your they hormones said, change when you. If they said you could take a pill, mm -hmm. and it would change your sex drive, mm -hmm. would you take it? I think so. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll call the next health. 
<laughs> and be like, hey, give her the pill that makes her She wanna, needs a uh, Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got one of them Spanish fly? Babies? So wait, let's talk real quick. We should wrap this up soon. Yes. We're about a minute, an hour 15. Let's talk about Europe. Okay. Because I think, I want to say this to couples out there. Um, Europe, was a, Europe was a big trip for us. We planned for a long time. Yeah. We, it um, was not cheap. <clears throat> it was not cheap, but it's war- it was worth it. Now, yes. and, I'll, and I'll say this to anyone listening. I, you don't get those. You, yes, a lot of great memories are for free. Yes. But some you pay for, and they're, they're even better. Sometimes, yeah. Like, you know, or bad, but but sometimes they're good. And, like, I, I think of the vacations I t- took with my family, Katiani and my, my my dad, my mom. And there's my favorite memories are of us all is when we were on vacation. Yeah. Because there was a little bit, it's when my family excels at, like, talking shit and busting balls well, you're and, also out of your element and you're all together. When yeah. you're on vacation, you're not in your house where someone's at softball, someone's at baseball, someone's at cheer practice. Everybody's in and out. You may sit down at the dining room table and talk to each other every night, but it's not the same as when you're 24-7, just your family in another location. I mean, I, right? I think of the time that we went, we, one year, and I don't know how to the right way to say this, but one year, we, my dad, in lieu of payment from a client, got him and his partner got um or maybe not in lieu of payment i don't know the right way to say that but they they got offered by a client to take their families we each got a trip on a boat on a on a like a yacht not a yacht but like a, a big, big sailboat mm-hmm. i i think of that trip when i think of time vacations with my family i think of that trip a lot like yeah. because it was really i remember when annie and Cotty jumped in and these black guys had were do, doing a snorkel, snorkeling tour but they were all naked and they just had huge hogs on them. And Annie and Kylie were like out of their snorkels. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I remember that trip so vividly so many times. Sharing a cigar with my dad. Having a drink with my dad. I was 18 years old. Having a beer on the back of a boat with my dad. Fishing for Bonita. Catching a Bonita. Um, uh, my, the, my, dad, my dad losing his hat. Uh, my dad reading the book Caribbean. My mom throwing up. Bob Marley. Like I remember so many vivid memories from that one trip. Yeah. That it's invaluable. And I'm yeah. so I, I I'm so grateful that we got the opportunity to take a trip to Italy with our girls. Yeah. And and that it was right before Georgia goes to college, I think is another key point because as most parents who have eighteen year olds who are about to go to college, she was never home. She was with her friends. All day, yeah. every day. And this kind of forced the four of us to get really connected again. I think we got really connected on we that trip. We got really connected. We and had a that fucking was blast. Great. We got really connected all I got to watch her drink and, yeah. and realize she's not a lunatic drinker. Nope. She would cut herself off and yep. be like, I'm done. She's and I was fine. like, oh, I like that. Yep. And it was great for her and her sister to share a hotel room and just be by themselves and get lost in Venice by themselves and rely on each other. Oh, like, it's great. The day in Venice when me and you walked around and they got lost. And yeah. We just had a fucking blast. And yeah. It was it fucking was, awesome. It was amazing. And I think Georgia will take that trip with her to college, not 
even knowing that she's taking it. You know what I mean? That we all four got really connected. And right before she goes to college, I think is amazing timing. And we have to do it again when Isla goes. Yeah, no, I, I would like to do it next summer. I don't know if we can do it with your summer next summer because of when Isla's school starts. We have like one week. <laughs> oh. But but I, I do, I do, I, I'm very grateful. And, I, and I, I've said my best memory is, is riding those gut fucking Vespas. That was so fun. Fucking and it started raining. Fucking we were riding in the rain and then we'd ride so long that we'd get dry again and then it would rain again. And I had Isla in my again. ear and Georgia was scared. And yeah. It was just such a, and Sandy had her helmet on backwards. You had your helmet on backwards. Because <laughs> we're we'd, classy. It was just, it's it's such a going and getting the uh, lem, lembre, Lembrota with Tom. Who is that? Is that Isla? It's Georgia. Answer it. Oh, She's in her excuse car. me, guys. Hello? Hey. Of course, it's okay to go to dinner with Cassidy. Yes. Uh, you, we're, we have a 5 a.m. pickup tomorrow. Yes. Did you hear that? She's already packed. Okay, she's packed. Yeah, you're packed, right? Yes, yeah, she's packed. Okay, so just don't be out too late, okay? Okay, tell Cassidy hi, okay? Love you. She said she loves you, too. Thank you. He said thank you. I love you, too. I mean. <laughs> All right. Bye, baby. She's still so sad. But I'm glad. she's Cassidy's a great girl. Yeah. She's a, a really great girl. She was the class chaplain. <laughs> Which I think is funny. But, yeah, I've, I am so glad. I mean, you don't have to go to Italy with your kids. You can go no. camping. By no, way, it's very favorite, true. Some of my favorite memories are camping with the girls and Absolutely. Carol and Diane. Totally, camping is. I was thinking of that today. Way to go! I had, I had found that dry hairspray that had a tint in it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I remember waking up and going, spraying it all in my hair, and it and it and all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm not bald anymore. Hey, there and I remember riding bikes. I was thinking, so funny, I was thinking of that Yosemite trip we took with Di Diane, Carol, Scotty, uh, both Carol's daughters. Yep. Granny. Uh, uh, what's his name? Was Howard. We, Howard was there, right? Yep. And I remember I remember the most pain I'd ever been in is when we floated that river. Yes. And, and we had to walk were, on the rocks. And, we, and everyone has shoes except for us. Yep. We didn't have water shoes. And then, and then who bailed on us? Scotty. Someone, Scott, he bailed Scott, on. God, he was like, and I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of your <laughs> got out. But so those family true. trips are the best. They. That's are. why I'm taking Georgia to Hawaii. I know. I think you guys are going to have a really good time. I think again, uh, she and I are really connected. We always have been from birth. Georgia mm -hmm. and I have been super connected for her whole life. Yeah. And she's always been connected to you. But I think we'd both agree. We had some rocky times where you guys didn't get each other for the a pandemic. Bit. The pandemic. So, but I was, I, I was a little too aggressive. You a little might too have, much dad. You might have been a little heavy handed. Little heavy handed. A little heavy handed. But that's okay. You guys are in a great place now. Right. I think you're genuinely in a great place now. You're so similar, just like Isla and I are so similar, that your headbutts come from the I similarity. Need, I need her to understand Shit. that it is easier to take a right on red oh my than a God. left on green. You need to let the, it no, go. But, let it go. Hey, 
and you, let her have her own can life. You please clip this out. Please clip this out and post this on my, I'll post it on my Instagram. Hey guys, do you agree with me in that? Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, Scorpio, male. Yeah. Fucking drop it. I it's, can't. It's I, not that deep either. She's going to get into a car accident. No, she won't. She's been driving for two years. Whoa. And she's done just fine. So leave her the fuck alone. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you. I Thank you. Drop it. Drop so it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. A right, a right, and a right. Of course it is. And a right, a left, and a left. Of course it is. And when your parent shoves that down your throat constantly, I know, but you you're need not going to do it. You need to hear it and follow it like it is the and Lord. And she will do it when she's ready. And until then, shut the fuck up. Leave her alone. You get hurt. You got where you needed to go. What difference does it make? It, the difference isn't in when she doesn't get hurt. The difference is in when she gets hurt. But she has never gotten hurt driving. Knock on fucking How wood. many car accidents did you have a, at her A number, age? six. Eight? Six. Eight. I thought, I thought it was eight. eight. It, was it was eight. eight. It was eight. So I say she's doing all right. I've been in more car accidents than I've had sex. <laughs> what if that's You that? mean than the people you've had sex with. You've oh, had yeah. sex more than eight times. Uh, good times? What? That I performed well? Oh, shut eight. up. Um. Now I have no idea what I was going to say. Oh, the trip to Hawaii, I think, is going to be really good for the two of you to go together without me, without Isla. So you guys can just be together. Yep. Dad and G. Because uh, George and I have plenty of connections like that. We have She'll lots. just sit at a bar and watch me drink. No, you have to out. make sure no, you take care of her. I know you will. No, we're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. And Isla and I will just be here doing Surfing every morning. Homework and carpool and... Mm-hmm. Drop off and pick up. Whatever. All right, let's go see Isla's friends. I know. I can't wait, right? Yeah. Um, order some Chinese food. Yep. Yeah, that's racist. I think it's just food. No. no I <laughs> I'm think joking. You, I think you do call it actually Chinese food. All right. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. I love you more than you love me. <laughs> you said that was kind of. That's you. gross. I love you. Keep your tongue in your mouth when you say love. love, you, I love, you, I love you. That's I love gross. You, no, just say it regular. I love you. Oh, it can't stay in your mouth. Oh, who has a tongue thrust? Does someone have a tongue thrust? It's like being in love with Seriously. a lizard. <laughs> I love you, lizard. I love you too. I love you. How do you do it? Love you. I love you. I love you. Love it. It hits the top of my back teeth. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I love you. I love, I love you. you. I love How do you say I love? I, am I doing it weird now? I love you. 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 You say, sure. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Anybody? You, say, you do it. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 For the record, there's no sure. sound in the alphabet where that requires your tongue to leave your teeth. Bullshit. There's not. Lizard. <laughs> Liz- no, lizard. 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 Your tongue's out of your teeth. No, li- lizard. 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 <laughs> Lizard, so you're supposed to talk like this? <laughs> Seriously? Sounds like someone has a meaty tongue. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Julian. 
Anyway, I, I love, love you. you. I love you. <laughs>